This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, friends and family. My name is Dara and this is Dear Hallmark. This is my space to talk shop about all things Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Movies, and Mysteries. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about Hallmark Mahogany. So I had the wonderful opportunity last week on Sunday, October 1st, to travel to Atlanta and participate in this magnificent event put on by Mahogany. Now, for those of you who may not be aware to what Mahogany is, Mahogany has been around as a Hallmark subsidiary far before the movies came about. It has 30 plus years in the cards and gifts game as a line of cards and gifts celebrating Black culture. And so in 2022, we began to see the vibe, the feel, the energy of the mahogany gifts and cards be translated and adapted into films, which are the mahogany movies that we see today. And it's funny because at first they were having them premiered on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. And then with Napa Ever After, we are beginning to see the transition from Mahogany being on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries to Hallmark Channel. If you look at our Countdown to Christmas schedule this year, the Mahogany movie is actually going to be on Hallmark Channel instead of Movies and Mysteries, which I'm excited for. And the Mahogany movie this year stars Ronnie Rowe Jr. and Jamie Calica, who are no strangers to Hallmark in any regard. Ronnie Rowe, we saw him last year in Inventing the Christmas Prince with Tamara Mori Housley. And Jamie Calica, he's been our role dog, our best friend in movies such as My Best Friend's Bouquet and so many others. So getting back to the event, I had also the pleasure of attending this event with my mom. So it was a mommy and me (laughs) event. And it's the first event for the brand. And I think this event set the tone and set the backdrop for what we can expect from Mahogany as a full lifestyle brand beyond the cards and gifts, beyond the movies. I, I feel that Mahogany is a lifestyle brand. And this event took place at the Georgia Freight Depot. And there were workshops and panels. It was geared towards creatives, specifically women. And if you are a writer, interior designer, graphic designer, filmmaker, painter, sculptor, draw, a draw, artist, like you draw, an architect, fashion designer, style, whatever your medium this event was for you. And they had intimate workshops and general session panels that kind of broadly 
broadly attacked almost all of the areas. There were also some business panels and workshops because their goal is to inspire you creatively, but also to give you the tools and encouragement that you need on how to shift your hobby and passion into a business. So some of the panel guests included businesswoman Marshawn Evans Daniels, HGTV host and furniture collection owner Egypt Sherrod, um, multimedia personality, cookbook author, Miss Tabitha, Tabitha Brown. She was the keynote speaker for that event. We also had an actress and podcast host, Crystal Renee. She is most famous for her work with Tyler Perry and his two shows that are on BET Plus that are in multiple seasons and are getting rave reviews. And so there, the event was full in the sense of there were always a workshop and a panel that you could go to. But what I also loved is that as the VIPs got to go in a half hour early and we were already getting the party started, the host, Chris, I believe her name is Christina Smith. She was our MC for the entire event in the main room. And she she set the tone. She had so much energy. She was a fireball. And there was also a DJ there that was spinning some tunes. And every <laughs> I'm going to put up some some clips in my Insta stories. And I'm, I'm going to also do kind of an all-encompassing reel that I hope captures the energy of the event because it was just so, it was just so dope. They were playing Mary J. Blige, Lauren Hill, all of the oldies but goodies. They played um, Montel Jordan, Luther Vandross. Like, it was just... It was just so cool. And so they start the area... Between the stage and our seats became a dance floor. And we did a soul train line. We did the electric slide. They did that complicated line dance to Tamiya's song. It was so... I just said, I'm with my people. Like <laughs> This event was so electrically charged. And I think what added to that and what contributed to my enjoyment of the event was that you could feel that other women were so open and willing to just be their authentic selves while they were there. There was no competition. There was no cattiness. There was no jealousy. It was just women coming together, encouraging and inspiring other women to be their best creative self. That's what you felt. You could not leave that event and had not been complimented by somebody, whether you're walking to the bathroom, to the blue room, which is where the more intimate workshops were held, whether it was the woman sitting next to you, you could not have left that event and not have been complimented unless you were just a recluse and stand up like that could that had to have been the only reason why if you were in attendance. You left getting complimented like it was just it was so much love it was so much fun and it was beautifully like aesthetically pleasing to the eye it touched all the five senses they also provided lunch and 
um, little snacks throughout the event as well. There were little munchies. They had chips and cookies and granola bars and waters and sodas and juices to refresh yourself throughout the event. But they also had, they provided lunch. It was included in your ticket, whether general admission or VIP. Now, mahogany's colors, they are vibrant, they are bold, they make a statement, right? Their main branding color is like a highlighter turquoise blue. However, they they gave you the whole highlighter color spectrum. There were pinks and yellows and greens and oranges, and it was just so gorgeous. And Upon entering into the event, they had an affirmation space. There was an affirmation wall crowned with a balloon garland of pinks and blues and yellows and greens. And um, on the opposite side of that were cocktail tables where there were post-it notes peppered on top of the tables. And you wrote down an affirmation for yourself. And then you took that post-it note and stuck it on the wall. And I uh, recorded myself doing that. So you'll see that both in the highlight reel on my on my Instagram profile, as well as the all-encompassing reel that I'm going to create. And then moving from the affirmation space, you move into a vending, shopping, the, the munchy bites, and then what's also the Hallmark Channel space. And that space was super, super cool. They had a big screen TV with closed caption on with all of the mahogany movies kind of running back to back. They also had all of the the posters for all of the Hallmark uh, mahogany movies that have ever premiered on easels throughout the space. And they had these gorgeous neon green velvet sofas with ottomans to match and you guys this just this event (laughs) I can't express to you how beautiful it was and the backdrop was a renovated train station so it was exposed brick the exposed ductwork very much an industrial vibe so bringing in these bright colors oh it was so gorgeous with the chrome or the brass or the copper. It was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And then you had the main panel uh the main panel stage which just looked like a fairyland. It was just such a gorgeous event. And the VP of Mahogany Miss Alexis Kerr, she made a wrap-up video on her profile. And she let it slip that we, you guys, okay. She let it slip that there will be another event between February and March. So I'm thinking we're we're probably going to get an event from Mahogany once a quarter. Now, we don't know to what extent. We don't know where. We don't know why. We don't even know who. Well, yes, we do know who. The who is Hallmark Mahogany. And so we don't know if if they're going to do it in another city or if it's going to be in Atlanta again. All we know is that there is another moment coming in February and March. And I am so excited and proud to have had my mahogany moment last Sunday, October 1st. And what a beautiful way to kick off my birthday week as well. Between that event, you guys' well wishes and 
thoughts and posts about my birthday. I'm so appreciative. And then finally releasing to you the big birthday episode that I've been talking about. My favorite enemies to lovers movies. You guys, enemies to lovers is one of my top two. I have two tied for my favorite trope in all of rom-com, be it Hallmark, whatever. All of rom-com, one of my favorite tropes is enemies to lovers. And so I count, not necessarily count down because it's in no specific order, but I give you my favorite, my 10 favorite enemies to lovers Hallmark movies. In addition to that, I also tell you and reveal to you my five most anticipated countdown to Christmas movies this season. And so I reveal them in chronological order of when they premiere. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, you want to make sure to listen. Okay. So what we're going to do now, we are going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we are going to get into the meat, the steak, the potatoes, and maybe the asparagus if you if you need your greens. Okay. We are going to get into the crux of this episode, which is my recap and review of Mystery Island. So stay tuned. Welcome back, my friends. It is time to get into one of the latest mysteries that Hallmark has given us across this month. We've had four mysteries <laughs> that would have premiered come countdown to Christmas. They kicked it off with Murder in G Major or G Minor. No, G Major, right? And then we had Mystery Island, which is what we're going to talk about today. We had Zest for Death, a Hannah Swenson mystery, which was our latest one that just premiered this past weekend. And then coming up this weekend, we have Fatal Vows, which is the curious cater, the third curious caterer movie, the second curious caterer that we're getting this year. But we're not here for Zest for Death, Fatal Vows, or Murder in G Major. We are here for Mystery Island. Mystery Island stars Charlie Weber and Elizabeth Henstridge, who are no strangers to Hallmark. Elizabeth Henstridge played in Christmas at the Plaza opposite Ryan Pavey, which was, funny enough, my first Ryan Pavey movie that I've ever watched. And then Charlie Weber. I did not recognize him, but you guys, he was the husband in last year's Christmas Bedtime Stories with Aaron Cahill. Cahill. He was the mystery, is he dead? No, he is dead. No, he's really dead. But wait, he's alive? Wait, he's back? Ain't nobody say nothing. Ain't nobody. Y'all, if you haven't heard my review of Christmas Bedtime Stories, be sure to check that out because I have some very strong reactions to that movie. But I'm going to leave it at that. That's an aside. Okay, we're back. Charlie Weber plays our detective. Elizabeth Hintress plays our. She is one of. What do you say? She's a psychiatrist. She's trained in the art of psychology. And she is a consultant for Scotland Yard in London where she assesses and tries to psychologically profile murder suspects while they're in holding, when they've been arrested. And she and she offers her psychological expertise to Scotland Yard. Now, Elizabeth Henstridge is English. She's really English. So she's she was using her real accent in this movie. 
just wanted to put that out there. And so if you haven't seen it yet, this is going to be a spoiler recap and review. I want to put that out there. This is a spoiler and this is a spoiler recap and review. So to refresh the memory of those of you who have seen it, Mystery Island is where a bunch of investors in the Mystery Island tourist destination, which is a murder mystery tourist destination space, they come together to celebrate five years. And there's this mystery that, you know, it's a whodunit. And so the owner, John something or other, brings these people together and wants them to solve a murder. And so as they're trying to solve this murder, um, somebody actually ends up dying. And Elizabeth, not Elizabeth, what's her character's name? Oh, gosh, this is horrible. Yeah, I don't remember her name. Um, so Elizabeth's character is the one that actually finds the dead body. And it was in a disguise and comes to find out it was John the whole time. And so, okay. This is a tangled web because I felt conflicted. I felt that the concept of this mystery had astronomical potential. And... I was under the assumption that the characters or the people who were going to be on the island were more eccentric than what we were given. I in it was fun to watch. It was pleasing to the eye. You know I love me a good pomp and circumstance, a good shoulder moment in a dress. I love a good fancy hobnob something or other. I enjoy that. But I think there were some elements that ultimately fell flat for me for this. I enjoyed the mystery. Um, it was written by John Christian Plummer, who also writes Mystery 101. Or wrote Mystery 101. <laughs> Anybody else still a little bruised from the Mystery 101 cancellation? Okay, just me. All right, I'll sit down. Um, so he wrote this one and this is definitely a take on Agatha Christie's and then there were none, which is also what the Glass Onion, the second Knives Out movie is also a rendition of. Because I wanted to make sure I did my due diligence. I heard the novel mentioned in the movie. And so I looked it up. And this, in essence, is the premise. You get people who are invited to an island. And then people end up dying. And you have to find out who the killer is. So while Glass Onion was brilliant... It wasn't, it still was doing a play off of Agatha Christie's and then there were none. And so I can't say that Mystery Island was trying to take a page out of Glass Onion's book because Glass Onion took a page out of Agatha Christie's book. And so for Hallmark's rendition of And Then There Were None, which is what Mystery Island is, I think I wanted more. Now, I have watched Glass Onion, 
and it is brilliant. And so I'm not saying that Hallmark can't be brilliant because they can be. And clearly we've seen it. But I think I wanted more from this than what we were given. I enjoyed the mystery aspect of it. I personally couldn't figure out who the culprit was. I was volleying back and forth, ping-ponging back and forth. I was thinking it could have, it literally could have been anyone. Everyone had motive. Everyone had motive. But then towards the end, I thought, oh, it's either Frederick's or John. And I was like, how dope would it be if it was John? He set up this whole orchestra ordeal and he almost... I know it was like a real dead body, but I remember there being in the Sherlock Holmes. Um, was it Sherlock Holmes? It was it was one movie I was watching where someone was able to fake their death by ingesting something that made them not ha- like it was. I know this sounds asinine and literally out of this world, but it was something where they were able to make it feel like they didn't have a pulse or that they were indeed dead but they weren't and then they came back at the end I thought that that's what John would have done he faked his death he wasn't really dead but then they still did an autopsy and all that like I just I would have rather him faked his death and then him be like an all-seeing eye hiding somewhere seeing how everyone's reacting to his death and then come back at the end as they're making this big reveal and then he can write more mysteries that's what I thought the ending was going to be and the ending while I liked I'm like okay so when the Baroness and the other homie what is he a sergeant or something when they were about to do their big reveal I was like okay Because up until this point, I'm like, I need theatrics. I need drama because I feel like this is very much a dramatic theatrical situation. And so they're they're revealing it. They're doing the, the do. And then it turns out to be not what the Baroness and Sergeant thought it was. And so then Elizabeth and Charlie come up and they start talking and... It just, it fell flat, you guys. Unfortunately, the ending just fell really flat. There wasn't any excitement and not in the sense of physical action, but even in the sense of drama and theatrics with how it's revealed, which in my opinion are two different things. Even how they revealed, like I wish John could have just walked in. So nothing like where somebody's being held hostage or somebody's at gunpoint, like nothing like that. It could be mad chill, but because it would have been John, he could just, you could just hear steps walking. And you're like, who is that? And come to find out it's John. Like that, oof, I just get goosebumps just thinking about that. Like how creepy would that be? But, um, yeah. And I had to keep throwing the thought out of my mind that we're not connected to these characters. Because again, 
with a series, you're wanting to build relationships with the characters and understand the characters that you see in what you're watching. Because with the mysteries, we have the opportunity to even have a relationship with characters because we're offering multiple installments of a storyline. And so with this one, I feel like it's while they try to set it up for a series, I think this would have been better as a, a clean, tidied up one off. That would have just been a beautiful lightning in a bottle, flash in the pan. And I wanted, I want to even add what I had hoped Mystery Island was going to be in the first place. So if it was up to me, Mystery Island would have remained written by John Christian Plummer. However, I would have tried my darndest. This would have been two years in the making, much like what they did with Holiday Spectacular. This would have been two years in the making and it would have been an ensemble cast of Hallmark stars. I would have wanted Christopher Palaha, Tyler Hines, Taylor Cole, Nikki DeLoach, Kimberly Sustad, Andrew Walker, and then we'll throw in some cameo. Oh no, Eric Mabius. I'll trade out and I'll trade out Andrew for Eric. And then we'll throw out some cameos betwixt and between all the things. And then they each play these eccentric characters. Like you have the tech guy, the fitness guy, the fashion person, the influencer, the the the, the actress, like the the thespian of it all, the scientist. You know, you'll have these eccentric characters and each of those Hallmark people could play to their strengths in that because they would, in my opinion, it would be them like almost like a caricature of that persona, if you will, of that Batman of business, of that fitness person, of that that stylist or that fashion designer, of that tech billionaire. You know what I mean? That's what I would have hoped Mystery Island was. However, I had to put that in the back of my mind. And I still enjoyed Mystery Island for what it was. But I wanted more. And I I have up until this point, I still have to watch Zest for Death. But I've watched all of the all of the mysteries up until Zest for Death. And so I hadn't done a ranking before, but I'd figured since I've watched all of the mysteries, I could do a ranking of what my faves are, just a ranking of kind of where my thoughts and heart belong for the mysteries this year. Because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we would have a total of 10 mysteries that we that we received this year. And so... I'm planning to do that in another episode next week, which I look forward to releasing to you guys. Um, I enjoyed the Baroness. I enjoyed the Sergeant. The couple, um, like the what's her name? Morgan, who acted sick, and then her Australian husband didn't care for. Um I feel like, oh, the guy who worked or who said he worked for the travel publication didn't care for. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I think I just wanted more. I'm not going to give a, a magnifying glass rating for this mystery. I just kind of wanted to submit my thoughts to you guys. Let me know what you guys thought about Mystery Island. I just wanted to end by saying I think the concept was great. I think the approach was fresh and I appreciate the creativity put towards this. I just think it fell flat in a lot of areas for me. But somehow I can still see myself watching again. That's what I mean. Like I'm very, it's a tangled web. It's a tangled web. Well, you guys, those are my thoughts on Mystery Island. And that's going to conclude this week's episode of Dear Hallmark. If you are new to the fam, make sure you subscribe. And I also want to announce, I... I've had this feature activated for, I think, the past month and a half, but I have not um, announced it or, yeah. And so I wanted to let you know, I have started a monthly listener support option for Dear Hallmark. And so listener support is different from a subscription or um, like a Patreon or something. Listener support is basically out of the kindness of your heart. If you want to give towards Dear Hallmark and say, girl, you better keep going, girl. I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. Because at this moment, I don't have any incentives to give. I am being completely transparent. However, I know there are some people who like encourage me, you know, and in this podcasting thing and I want to pre- continue to provide you with quality content and make the time to provide you with quality content for your listening pleasure so if your heart is led to <laughs> there's different tiers for listener support and it's monthly you can cancel it anytime you want I think the tiers are 99 cents a month 2.99 4.99 and 9.99 so whatever you want to give a, a month to just say, Dara, we see you, we hear you, and we love you. It's whatever. It's whatever your heart desires. But that feature is activated and it's out there. Do with it what you want. Also, I have a novella that I published. is going on two years now. It'll be two years, December 8th. Um, and it's called Chasing Wind. You want to be sure that you pick that up on Amazon, whether print or Kindle. And also, if you want to let me know your thoughts about Mahogany Moment or about Mystery Island, you want to be sure to leave me a voice message. There is a link in the show notes that will take you to a place where you are able to leave 60 seconds worth of your thoughts and I will play it here on the podcast unless you tell me explicitly in the podcast I meant in the voice message not to so be sure to check that out my family and friends and in the meantime between time be sure to watch a Hallmark movie that you love ciao my friends